We're going to go to Matthew 14, 25. We're going to read this on the screen. I might have gotten you seated, but this is our tradition to read what we're going to be talking about. So Matthew 14, 25, it says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and he said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, that it was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. This is part five of a series we've been calling Expansion. Everyone say Expansion. expansion. The name of the message today is called Step Out the Boat. Step out the boat. Woo! Who's ready for this? Listen, before we get started, I want you to share this link online, YouTube Live, Purpose Place LA. Share this with someone that needs to hear this message. Someone that has been struggling with fear. Someone that has been going through the fear of rejection and the fear of failure and trauma. Send this out to them. Share this with them. This is going to be a blessing to them. Father, I just thank you for your anointing in this place. Lord, I cannot do this without you. I need you to clothe me with your power, with your love, with your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you for your angels to be in here today to minister to your people. Father, to break chains off depression. We break chains off depression. We break chains off of suicidal thoughts. We break chains off of anxiety and stress and fear and fear of failure and fear to die and, and fear to, to, to you know, never make it. Lord, we cancel that now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, meet people where they are today. I can't do it, but you can. You can, Lord God. Have your way in this place today. If you are, if you are in expectation today to see God move, I want you to say amen. You may be seated. So I'm going to do a quick review of what we've been talking about because we, we, we've been in this series. This is week five, and uh, we're so excited because we've been hearing a lot of great feedback. Week one, we covered the weight of expansion because everybody wants the blessing. Who wants to be blessed? Who wants to be blessed? Come on. Who wants to be blessed? Come on. But what we have to understand is, is that blessings and increase require more responsibility. Right? You see, we want the blessing, but can you carry the weight? Can you carry the weight when your business blows up? Can you carry the weight when you have to have more influence and have more wisdom and have more responsibility and have more endurance? And so God wants to bring expansion. He wants to bless you this year. I'm telling you right now. But many times, because God is so good, he, he withholds his blessing because he knows you're not strong enough to carry it yet. Why would he give you a promotion if you're just going to drop the promotion? Why would he give you more money if he knows you, you, you're not going to be able to have a budget and have self-control? And so many times we want the blessing, but God is saying, I need you to get strong in your heart. I need you to get strong in your character so that when I bring the blessing, you're able to carry it. Amen? Amen. Check out the message. That's what we want. Um, <laughs> that was a little stupid. Week two, we talked about being move in ready because expansion is a weight, but do you know that expansion also takes up space? Do you know that God sometimes has to withhold the expansion because there's no room in our life to fit it? 
Like God wants to bring new relationships in your life, but how can he bring new relationships in your life when the, your current relationships are toxic? How can God bring the release of this blessing and the release of that blessing when there's no room because we're full of our pride and we're full of our insecurities and we're full of our lust and we're full of our fears and, and our mentality is off. And so, so th this is a season where God is saying, I need you to come before me, son. I need you to come before me, daughter, and surrender the things that are in your life. Because if you say, God, you can have it. God, you can take it. God, I don't, I need to cut this relationship off. You know that person. Yeah, God, God, I just trust you. If we can do that and make space, we create space for God to bring his expansion. Amen? Amen. Amen. That was week two. Week three, uh, very powerful. We went through something called the word performance. Word performance. I'm going to say word, word performance. Word performance. You know, this is a time where people are struggling with purpose. I mean, I run into so many people. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you're from, your background. People during this time are asking the question more than ever, because God is doing something. More than ever, people are asking the question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Like, why am I here? I think people finally have the understanding that money is not the purpose. I think people finally have the understanding that, that the new house and the new job and the new this and the new that is just not purpose. Like, how many people do you know that are blessed financially, but are poor spiritually. They're poor in depression. They're poor with their mental health. They may have all these blessings and outer things that we all strive to get, but it doesn't mean that it's purpose. And so word performance takes you through the process of having nothing and saying, God, what, what do you want me to do? It takes you from a place of having nothing to expansion. God takes you through his word. He gives you a word. I won't say word. word. Actually, I need my Bible. Give me my Bible. He gives you a word. I need the Bible, though. I need, I need the like, physical Bible to say. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you, bro. You need it for the message, though. You need the Thank you, bro. I'm just looking out for you, right? My boy Paul, I'm just looking out for you. Thank you. Um, this is a Bible. Let me introduce this Bible to y'all. This is a Bible. I know we, we do the apps, and the apps are cool. But this is a Bible. And, and, I, and I was growing up, I was very intimidated of this Bible. And so one day I said, God, I want you to speak to me, but I can't do this by myself. I need your help. And so he... And when I got into the Bible, all of a sudden, things started jumping out to me like I'd never seen before. Like, stories started bringing relevance to the things I was going through in my life. And God would give me revelations and speak to me. And all of a sudden, as I was in this word, I got a vision. This is a true story. I was reading my word one day. And uh, me and Pastor Ron at the time, we were best friends. And uh, I was single. And she was single. And I'm not even, this is not even made up. I'm not even trying to over-spiritualize this. I was reading my Bible at home, being single on a Friday night. Yeah. And I was just like, God, I'm in a season where it's like, just speak to me. I'm reading the Bible. All of a sudden, I get a vision of moral. I'm like, why am I seeing her? Why am I seeing her? I'm, I'm like, God, speak to me. I'm distracted. What's going, what's going on? I need this. And he shows me again. And he shows me this, this, this scene. It's like this movie that we had been best friends at the time for eight years. I never looked at her like that. And God just took me through this journey from the very beginning. And he said, don't you see that I've always had her by your side? And you, you never even knew it? You see, I got that from the word. You see, when you're in the word, you see, at the beginning, uh, God speaks and he says, let there be light. And so God releases the words. It says, and God said, let there be light. Anytime you see light, it's talking about vision. Because you can't see in the dark. Mm -hmm. So when God creates the, the, the entire world and he creates everything around it, the first thing that God created, look at, look it up, is light, vision. And so the first
person that God gives you before purpose, before expansion, he gives you vision. But before vision, you got you to get a word from God. God will speak to you. You get a word, then you see vision, and then when you see the vision of what, you, of what God wants you to do in your life, when you go towards the vision, guess what? That is purpose. Purpose is any time you go after the vision that God shows you, because now you're moving towards it. And once you get into that purpose, God will always lead you into expansion. He'll lead you to the blessing, to the breakthrough. Amen? Amen. That was week three. Week four was last week. The name of the message was Keep Speaking. Because do you understand that God has given you power and authority in your words, in, your, in the way you speak? You see, a lot of us are believing for the blessing of God. But every time God wants to bring you a blessing, a lot of us cancel the blessing by cursing ourselves. I'm so stupid. I always mess things up. Every time I get here, I always lose it. You don't understand, you're releasing curses over your life. Every time I let somebody in, they just break my heart. Every time I get this promotion, I lose my money. Like, you're speaking this and decreeing this over your life. Yeah. And God is like, I can't bring you things right now because you just keep cursing it. So we talked about the authority and power that God has given you in your words and in your statements and in your declarations. And a lot of us are discouraged because of the mountains that come to stop us in our purpose. And the mountains that is ahead of you right now, that, that, that seems impossible, it's massive. It's like, how am I going to get around this situation? The debt is just too much. This sickness is just too much. This family member doesn't seem to be changing. My kids are going through this. I can't carry this guy. What am I doing? You're busy here analyzing the mountain. And the mountain's never going to move with you analyzing it. God said, I'm not, God said, this mountain is not here in your life for you to analyze. This mountain is here in your life for you to speak to it. Is that if you speak to the mountain, you believe that it's going to be cast into, into the water, it, it should be done for you. Amen? Yeah. <sighs> well, that was a review. Let me ask you this question. Has anybody been blessed in this series? Yeah. Yes. You know, we, we, we've, uh, we've heard a lot of testimonies. I mean, we've heard a lot of testimonies right now about God bringing expansion. People are getting the word. They're, they're holding on to the word. And now they're seeing fruit. But if I do not talk about what I'm going to talk about today, every message that we just talked about means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. You see, if I don't talk about what I'm going to talk about today, you will never be able to carry the weight of expansion. You will never be able to make space for expansion. You will never experience God's word performance in your life, and you definitely are not going to be able to keep speaking. And what we're talking about today, stepping off the boat, you're definitely not going to be able to do that either. If you do not know how to move and operate in something called faith. Can we talk about it? I want to break down the importance of faith. Because a lot of people have given up on faith. You know? It's like something we, we did as kids. Like, that's cute. You have faith for that? Nice. You know, it, it's not real, right? It doesn't exist. But we're going to break it down to the point where you're going to know the significance of faith and how faith works in your life. So we're going to do this together. We're going to go, we're going to go through a few scriptures. And um, I want you to participate with me. We're going to do something real quick. We're going to go to Hebrews 11. We're going to go through the importance and significance of faith. Of faith. Every time you see by faith, we'll say it together, okay? okay. But I gotta get the countdown, otherwise it'll be all over my face. By faith, by faith, by faith. <laughs> okay, here we go. You guys see it on the screen? Yeah. You see it. Sorry, if you're watching, it's not on the screen. Well, you should do that. <laughs> um, 
Here we go. Hebrews 11, 8. One, two, three. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Hebrews 11, 11. Here we go. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Hebrews eleven twenty nine. Here we go. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Hebrews eleven thirty. Here we go. One, two, three. By faith. The walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. If you want to experience God's supernatural expansion in the year 2022, you must live and know how to operate by faith. faith. Hallelujah. Faith isn't just a cute word to say. Faith doesn't just exist in the realm of fairy tales. And if I can be real, a lot of people have given up on the word faith. People have given up on faith because we've allowed disappointments to stop us from believing God's best. And so we aim low. We pray watered-down prayers because we truly don't understand what moving in faith really is. Faith is real. Let me say this. Faith is a weapon. Faith releases power. Faith pulls things from heaven to transform your situation on earth. And faith can bind anything that comes against you. This is Matthew 18, 18. I'm going to go to this real quick. As surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is your DNA. Faith is the center of your identity. The scripture says it's impossible to please God without faith. We can't even please God without faith. I think we need to know what faith is. This is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. This is a scripture that has brought me to this point. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Meaning we're not moved by any negative circumstances that comes into our lives. We're not moved by what the doctor said. We're not moved if I lost this job. We're not moved if the, if, if the, the, the breakup and, and, and the drama in this area of my life. We're, we're not moved if everything around me begins to fall apart. We're not moved even if we're under attack. We're only moved by the word of God. Amen. People who don't know Jesus live by hope. Oh, wow. We live in a culture where hope is promoted. Hope is not a negative thing. Hope is a great thing. That you need hope, actually, to even get to faith. But a lot of believers just stop there. We just stop at hope. You see, we live in a culture where hope is promoted. And so we use phrases like, you know, hey, stay positive. Have good vibes. Yeah. Have great energy. Be optimistic. And that's awesome. That is great. But what that means is that you desire for good things to happen. But the difference between hope, being positive, optimistic, and having good vibes, the difference between that and faith is faith doesn't desire for good things to happen. Faith knows good things are about to happen. Faith is superior to hope. Faith allows you to be consistent no matter what is happening in your life. 
Hallelujah. Faith is, it allows you to have joy when your situation looks like you should be depressed. Yeah. Faith allows you to have peace even when this money that you're believing to go here, now you have to spend over here and you have no idea how you're going to get through. But you still have peace because you are living by faith. Faith is a knowing and hope is what if? Hope is it might happen. I, I hope it happens. And that's where we live. We live that's why you have no peace. Because we're bothered. We're, we're, we're torn. We can't move. We're, we're wrestling in our sleep. And the thing about this situation, and I, I hope it works out. And I hope it, let me, let me, I need good vibes to come to me. I need to sprinkle good vibes on me. Like, like <laughs> we come up with all these phrases, and, and we, we can't even say, I'm praying for you. That's, you know, 20 years ago, people say, you know, hey, lift your prayers up. This person's going. Now, now send positive vibes. Now send positive thoughts. You see, that's cool and that, that's that's great, but that, that that's like it's hope. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. But faith says, I give you the authority to know what's going to happen. You see, hope is it might happen, but faith is it's already done. It's already done. When my ankle got broken, I'm not gonna go into the story. This is my story. <laughs> I shared the story throughout the year. Listen. You, this is my this is my moment to really know that heaven moves when you speak. I mean, Amen. my goodness, I broke my ankle playing basketball, and it happened to be the wrong timing for an ankle to be broken because I needed to host an event in like five days, and I was like, I can't have it, I can't have this be broken. And I got into the Word, and I saw Jesus heal people, and I said, God, show me that you are the same God today as you were the same God two thousand years ago. And God said, according to your faith. I give a true story, but I literally saw my ankle that was this big shrink before my eyes. And all type of people saw it. People that didn't believe God, atheists. I had to go to work on, on crutches to get my paychecks. And I worked in a retail retail store. And everyone was like, oh my goodness, your ankle, your ankle. But I was so convinced that God healed my ankle, I said, it's already healed. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, no, no, mom, no, no, she was there. She know. My parents thought I was tripping. <laughs> you need to see some help, okay? But I was, I was literally like, no, I'm on a mission. And I was a youth leader at the time. And, and all the kids saw my ankle. Everyone saw my ankle. Hundreds of people saw my ankle. And they saw within five days this broken ankle that was completely broken was not only shrank, but I was able to do the event that Sunday. And dance and have fun. I saw it with my own eyes. I've experienced this. This is faith. Faith is a confidence that your God is alive. Faith is, a, faith is a confidence that when God said he is not blind. Faith is a confidence that he loves you more than you can ever hope, think, or imagine. And that he's given you authority and power and dominion on this earth. Because he's created you in his image and in his likeness. I want to take you here. Because this is what a lot of people need to know. This is just the appetizer for the message. Though. Chips, it's the chips and dip. Appetizer. You're just giving, you know. Okay, I got to look the foundation of faith, though. Ephesians 3.20, this is what it says. I've read this so many times, and I've quoted this in church. And this is one of those Christian culture scriptures that would say, God is able. God is tap dance and stuff. <laughs> but I, I want to break this down because we're missing the truth of the scripture. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. But I want to go here. It says, look at the scripture. Let's just look at it for a little bit. I just like looking at things and just God speaks to me. It says, now to him who is able. It doesn't say, now to him who's going to do it. It doesn't say, now to him who, who, 
who's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask and think. It says, now to him who is able. Just because God is able doesn't mean he's going to do it. A lot of people don't know the power of God. We just know that he's able. Like, do you believe God can heal you? Yeah, I believe he can heal me. Do you believe God can get you through this situation? Yeah, I, yeah, I do believe God. Like, we believe God. Yeah. He's able. Yeah. But that's all we stop. We just know God throughout our life is being able. Amen. He's just able. And most of the church is not moving in power because we just know an able God. We can believe God for other people, but we can't believe God for ourselves. Okay. And so we stop at this. We stop at the scripture. He's able. We clap our hands. He's able. Yeah. Meanwhile, we, we, you know, we sick and hurt in our body and going through drama and mess and confusion. And, and he's able. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to have a relationship with God my whole life that he's just able. Okay. Like, I want to experience power. Yeah. Because God did not create you for us to have a relationship with him, for him just to be able. And a lot of us have been serving a, a potential God. A God that is able. A God that has the capacity to bless you. But we just leave it at that. Because we don't look at the second part of the scripture. It said, I'm reading it again. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according, look at this, to the power that works in us. He's able, but wait a minute, it's according to something that's working on inside of you. Right. It's talking about faith. So now I'm going to say it again, but on the faith end. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the faith that works in us. Jesus would heal people. Read, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus would heal people. He say, let it be according to your faith. According to your faith. Child, your faith has healed you. Jesus would let you know straight up, like I healed you, but it was your faith connected with me. And you brought, they, got, they brought your healing. Thank you. you see, God created us to work in tandem for his blessings. We're praying to God like he's a genie. Like he is Santa Claus. For those of you that still think that Santa Claus is real. No. He is real. Right. <laughs> real Real on Christmas Day. Okay. Anyway. He works in tandem, right? With our faith. He, he work, we work together. We, we co-labor with Christ. There, there's our part, which is faith. All we got to do is believe. And a lot of us were mad at God, but God is like, but I need you to believe. Because it's something about your faith that pulls power from you. So basically, it says, according to the power that works in us. Do you know what this is also saying? This is also saying there's levels Going deeper, there's levels of faith. God is able to blow your mind. God is able to transform your entire family. God is able to uh, to move you to different nations and 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 connect you with with people in high places and governors and 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 God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above everything you can imagine. But He is waiting for your faith to connect to that level. Let me say this way. God's biggest blessing that he can bring is on the same level of what your faith can bring. Mm -hmm. 
God's biggest blessing that he can bring is on the same level of faith. I'm sorry, I just messed it up. I'm, like, the pressure got on me. And Dora was like, say it again. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I, was, I got a little nervous. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's try this again. Let's try this Say it again. Basically, God's biggest blessing that he can bring is on the same level of what your faith can bring. You see, I could have settled to have a broken ankle. I could have settled in it. And you know what? I would have just known God in that moment, like he's able. If someone would have asked me the question, like, do you believe God can heal your ankle? I would have said, yeah. But I would have just known God as being able. But I said, I'm tired. I'm, I, I started reading this. I started envying all these people that got used by God. I said, God, if you love me the same as you love them, how come I'm not seeing the same fruit of my life as the fruit in their life? And God said, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? If you go after me, says in Jeremiah, he says, those that, that seek after me with all of their heart will find me. If you go after God with everything that you've got, I'm telling you right now, he will blow your mind. And a lot of us want the blessing on this level, but we're not hungry to go after God to get our faith to this level. All right, here we go. Whew. I want to say this. If we want to start having uh, supernatural expansion, if I'm having technical difficulties, they just come up any time. Is that my door look crazy? I don't care about the door, man. Does look crazy? When I see the computer, I'm mad. Like, my earpiece, like, hey, Jesus. If you want to see supernatural expansion, you have to have supernatural faith. And God is saying, I need you to stop having faith for only the things that you can do. Amen. Start having faith. Believe me for the things that only I can do. Yeah, amen. Our prayers, hear me out, because God is raising up people right now. I'm telling you. Our prayers, visions, and dreams are too small because the roots are from us. But God wants to entrust us this year with crazy big desires and dreams that no human has imagined. Amen. And I'm going to break that down in a minutes. 1 Corinthians 2.9 I'm not just trying to stir you up emotionally. That'll do nothing. I want you to, your spirit to come alive. To believe that God is alive. That he wants to use his people. He wants to use his people but he needs you to believe again. This is what it says. It says, eye has not seen. This is what God wants to do on the earth. Nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You see, there's a connection between heaven. God wants to, God wants to send inventions and send multiplication and send ideas that nobody has even thought of, right? But he needs to get it from heaven to you. How is he going to do that? This is what he says. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. You see, God has secrets that he wants to unveil today in today's culture. He has cures for diseases. God has business ideas. God has scripts. 
God has groundbreaking, culture-changing innovations. He has groundbreaking, culture-changing innovations, but it's only going to be received through the Spirit. God wants to speak to you, but he can't find you because we never give him access to speak to us. And so God is saying, during this time, my child, I know you're distracted by life, but I need you to come back to, 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 to square, square one. Just, just come back and sit with me, hear from me. Amen? Amen. This supernatural expansion is only going to happen in our lives this year if we step out the boat. Everyone say, step out the boat. Step out the boat. We're going to go to Matthew 14, 25. Are we really going to get into this now? I need you to be active and alert. Go. It says, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. They see Jesus walking on the sea, and this represents a vision. All the disciples are on one boat, and Jesus is walking on water, right? And so when God gives you a vision, as I said last week or the week before that and the week before that, that God will speak to you when he wants to bring direction in your life. He'll always give you a vision, okay? The disciples see Jesus walking on water. And I thought to myself, God, you're doing something new. Show me something new with this. Because I said, you're Jesus. You're God. You're the king of kings. You could have showed up on the boat. Why did you allow them to see you walk on water? Because everything that God does is, 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 is very uh, calculated. And on purpose. And God showed me that the reason why he walked on water in front of all the disciples is because he wanted to have them have a desire to also want to walk on water. When God gives you a vision, it's not to tease you. It's not to intimidate you. It's to give you a desire to step out of the boat. And I believe Jesus walks on the water in front of all his disciples on purpose to dare them to ask him if they can also walk on the water. Amen? Amen. And I believe that right now, God is daring you. I see it. He is daring you to change your prayer life, to believe again. He is daring you to pray prayers. He is daring you to ask to come out and walk on the water. God wants you to ask crazy, impossible, life-changing prayers that not only are going to take your faith to the next level, but it's going to show people that he's real. So the next thing he does is he says, look, he says, it is I, do not be afraid. This is very important because what's about to happen next represents the response from two different type of believers. You better get this right now. This is the most important part of the message, okay? They're all on the boat, and they all see Jesus walking on water. But one group sees Jesus walking on water, and they're moved by fear. The other group, which represents Peter, sees Jesus walking on water, but they're moved by faith. And so what's happening is, is that this year in 2022, God is releasing unprecedented visions to his people across the world. Hear me out. I'm prophesying right now. He's dropping unprecedented visions across the land to his people. 
One person's going to see the vision or a group of people will see the vision and be moved by fear. They'll be stuck to get off the boat. Oh my God, that's so big. I, that's crazy. How the, how's the world going to change this way? I mean, look at the statistics and, and look, and we'll analyze the situation and we'll talk ourselves. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. I don't even have the education. We'll, and so we'll see the vision, but we'll ignore the vision. And the other group will see the same vision and just like Peter, be moved by faith. This year, God has shown me that he is going to be releasing a lot of the same visions to a lot of people. All the disciples are together on the boat. They all see the same vision. And so this year, God is dropping a lot of the same visions and dreams into people's spirits. But the ones who step out of the boat are going to be the ones to walk on water. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you ever, okay, I'll put it to you like this, okay? Have you ever had an idea come to you? And you did nothing with the idea? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you know, for all my, 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 my young folks, maybe you'll come across a content creator or you'll see a YouTube channel or you'll see something on social media and you'll be like, that was my idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have you ever seen a commercial or an ad uh, for, for a movie or, or a TV show or, or, or just a project and you know that's something that you wanted to create? Or maybe you had a business idea. A business idea, you didn't really tell anybody, which is something that just kind of came, came to you and you know, like, man, that'd be a good idea. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden you go to the mall or you go somewhere and you're like, wait, wait a minute. I've been thinking about this for the longest. Or, you know, maybe you come across an app or a website, or you hear a song, or you see a book, or, you know, maybe you have this encounter with a certain invention, and you're like, I've been thinking about this for so long. It's because God released the vision, but we weren't the ones to step out the boat. They did. God released the vision. But we didn't step out the boat. They did. And this year, only one group of people are going to step out the boat. Don't be mad when someone takes your idea. <clears throat> Come on. Hallelujah. I'm sure when the disciples, listen, all the disciples are on the boat. This is what God showed me. All the disciples are on the boat. Jesus is walking on water. I honestly believe, because Jesus did that on purpose, I honestly believe that all the disciples had a thought. What if I was to also step out the boat and walk on water? But the only one that actually moved by faith to do it was Peter. This year, people are going to be seeing the same visions, but only the Peters are going to be the ones to step out the boat and yeah. walk on water. Amen. And so when God gives me a word, when I'm in prayer and we're fasting, and God says, I want you to announce to the church, this, this situation here, look, this is like a six-month type of lease. And we've been looking for leases, we've been looking for leases, looking for leases for like the last two years for a building for our church, and we've had no grace. And God said the reason why you have no grace for leasing a building for your church is because you're not supposed to lease the building, you're supposed to own the building. So then I said, okay, you're getting ready for New Year's Eve, he said, write the vision down. So I, I wrote the vision down, and as I was writing, you know, God, he just just up and the, the, he just takes it to the next level. Like I, I, I was cool. Like I can have faith for owning a building. But then he said, "I want you to believe me for a building that's completely paid off." 
So I was writing it down. God said, um, one more thing. Huh? One more thing? He said, I don't want you just to believe for a building completely paid off, but people need to know it's me. So I want you to believe for a state-of-the-art facility that is completely paid off. And the reason why I'm holding on to this word is because God has called us to be Peter and walk on water. Expansion this year is coming by faith. What is faith? Faith is essentially walking on water, but many believers are uncomfortable with the concept of faith because we only want to step out in situations that we can control. But faith is about you releasing the control and giving the control to God. But we're uncomfortable, if I can be real, oh my God, we're uncomfortable, we're, we're, we're uncomfortable to release the control to God because we still don't believe that he is our provider. We still really, like if we can really think about it, we still don't believe that God is our way maker. We believe that we're our own way maker. But we really don't believe that God is our way maker. We still don't believe that God loves us more than we can think, hope, or imagine. And so when you're afraid to step out because of control issues, you stay and you move and you live in a certain type of faith. But it's not the faith that we're talking about. The name of this type of faith that God showed me, it's a faith called comfort zone faith. You see, faith is making decisions that don't always make sense to your mind but makes sense with your spirit because you know God is leading you. Comfort zone faith, you look on the screen, is making decisions that only make sense to your mind, that appear to protect your faith from experiencing disappointment. Mm. So we pretend to live by faith because we only go so far. Because really what what we're trying to do is we only go so far because it's like, God, if I step out to do this, what if you don't catch me? And if you don't catch me, God, what does that say about you? If you don't catch me, God, well, well what does that say about me? And so because I don't even want to experience all that, because I can't get through it, I'm just going to stay back here in the space that I can control. I still believe you, but it's a different type of a thing. I'm just going to stay and hang out here on the boat in my comfort zone faith. Comfort zone faith is living under a counterfeit protection that will steal God's promises and purpose from your life. You think you're protecting yourself by just staying in comfort zone faith. But what you're not understanding is you're being robbed of purpose. You're being robbed of your potential. You're being robbed of your dreams. You're being robbed of living out the life that God has called you to live. And the reason why we know Jesus spiritually today on the same level we knew Jesus five years ago is because we're terrified to live by faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Romans 1.17 says this. I want you to understand about faith because this is a reason why a lot of us can't live in faith. This is the reason why we want to believe. God, help my unbelief. But why do I have unbelief? Let me tell you why you have unbelief. 
It says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by but what, what I wasn't taught, I would look at this, I would say, okay, the just shall live by faith, but what does that mean? The just meaning the righteous. Now, I hear some thoughts in here. Okay. I'm not righteous. You know what I did? You, you know what I'm doing? I don't do this enough, I don't do that enough. No, that's not what righteousness means. You know what righteousness means? I wish someone told me this growing up, because I, I was like, I'm too messed up for God. Righteousness means right standing with God. Do you know that righteousness has nothing to do with your performance? Do you know that righteousness has nothing to do with your behavior? Do you know that righteousness has nothing to do with your mistakes? But righteousness has everything to do with Jesus. Yeah, amen. There was a debt of sin that we had with God because we, we were born in sin. But Jesus went to the cross to pay for the sins of humanity. And so now when God sees you and you come to him, he doesn't see you. He sees the finished work of his son. And so when you understand that you are righteous, that, that, that God is still working in you, but you are righteous, that you are in right standing with God, all of a sudden you can believe. It's hard to have faith when you feel unworthy. It's hard to have faith when you think God is disappointed in you. It's hard to believe when you feel condemnation and shame. It's impossible. It's impossible to step out in situations that require you to jump because you believe your debt of sin will prevent God from catching you. Let me say it again. It's impossible to step out in situations that require you to jump because you believe that your debt of sin will prevent God from catching you. One more time. It's impossible. Everyone say impossible. Impossible. To step out, to step out in situations situation. that require you to jump. Require you to jump. Because you believe, you believe your debt of sin, debt of sin will, prevent God will prevent God from catching you. From catching you. Wow. And the real reason why, if I can be honest, it's hard for us to step out in faith with God. God tells us to do something, but it doesn't make sense. Because we have a fear of failing. We have a fear of being embarrassed and being humiliated. But the reason why we have that fear, we're led by that fear, is because we still see ourselves as God's worker and not God's child. So the just shall live by faith. When you understand that you are God's child, that he loves you, let me tell you, it, it brings something to your life that you need for faith. A lot of people are missing this component that fuels faith. You need the fuel for faith. And that word is confidence. Confidence fuels faith. But you only get confidence when you understand that God is not mad at you. You only get confidence when you understand that he loves you. That, that he doesn't look at yesterday. He looks at where you are right now. You know, I remember when I was a kid and I was learning how to swim. My dad was in the deep end. I've shared this story before. And he, I remember he was in the deep end. And he said, come on, jump, jump. And I got to the edge, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the deep end was so scary, you know? And the reason why I was like, okay, I'm about to jump is because I had confidence that he was going to catch me. I knew that he loved me. And I knew if I jumped, that he was going to catch me. And many of us are not jumping or stepping off the boat. It's because we truly don't have confidence right. that he loves us. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. I'm going to go back here to Matthew 14, 28. So 
The disciples are sitting on the boat. Jesus is walking on water. One group is terrified. The other group, who is Peter, is motivated by faith. Jesus is walking on water. I want you to catch this. And this is what Peter says. And Peter answered him and said, Matthew 14, 28 says, he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Everyone say faith. But Peter wasn't operating in faith at this moment. He was actually operating in wisdom. I want to talk to you a little bit about the difference between faith and wisdom. Because there's a lot of people that take the faith message. We do crazy stuff. We quit our jobs and, you know, we, we, we move to another country. And, and you know, we, we, we take all of our money and we invest it in here. And, you know, we, we, we just do crazy things because we believe that we're living by faith. <laughs> That's stupidity. <laughs> if you notice, Peter, he asks a question. He doesn't just step out. He uses wisdom. Lord, if this is you, command me to come to you. You cannot succeed in the journey of faith if you don't ask the question, Lord, if this is you. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus battled Satan on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. You know what the battle was? It was a battle between, really, faith and wisdom. Satan says, Jesus, if you are the, the, the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Well, Jesus could do it. That's faith. But Jesus said, mm, this is not the moment to use faith. This is the moment to use wisdom. Men cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't need to show myself and step out to try to do something because that's not wisdom. Stepping out before God is not wisdom, but waiting on God is wisdom. When we decided to do a church, we didn't just say, all right, well, God says, you know, we got to save people. Let's, let's do a church. Come on, let's do a church. We didn't do that. We fasted. We prayed. We got counsel. We met with other leaders. We had them pray for us. We met with people of God. We gave it some months. We gave it some time. We met with our pastors that we were serving under at our last church. And we said, what do you think about this? We wanted to wait to be led by the Spirit of God. That is called wisdom. And in this season, God is saying, I want you to move in faith, but I need you to start also moving in wisdom. And there's a lot of weird people out here that are scaring people away from God because we just moving in faith. Going around praying with you. Can I pray for you? Like just doing crazy stuff. And people are like, this is weird. This is just like, what is this? Are you part of a cult? Because we're moving without the wisdom of God. About to close here. And it says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. Look at this part. My favorite part. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I'm going to paint this illustration. They're on the boat. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus says, come. So Peter, he's like, all right, here we go. Here we go, here we go. He, I'm sure, look, any, any smart individual is not going to be like, okay, here we go. And just like jump off. I don't believe he did that, right? I believe Peter was like, okay, here we go, Jesus. Here we go, here we go. Like, I have faith, right? I have faith, but you, you know what I mean? Faith sometimes, 
Look, it don't matter how fast you go. Sometimes you just, you just need to go. You know, faith is going even when you're scared. Faith is going even when you're nervous. Faith doesn't mean you're always just like, oh, here we go. Like, no, I'm obeying you, God. And here I go. You may be trembling. You may be shaking. But this is still faith. I'm nervous, God. I don't know about this, but I'm still going to obey your word. Oh, my God. God, I just trust you. And you're praying the whole time. And he put his foot on the water. But I'm sure he had to think, this looks like water. But it feels like solid ground. And so I'm sure that gave him the, the confidence, everyone say confidence, confidence, to go to another level of faith, which means he put both feet out. So now he puts both feet out because you go from faith to faith. A lot of us are still here with this little faith because we never trust God to step out. Step out one time when God tells you to step out. Guess what happens? You get faith. When God catches you, oh, wow, God. You told me to pray for that person, and I didn't know what they were going through. Then they, then they just start crying. So now, from now on, when you tell me to pray for someone, even though they look like they're happy, I'm just going to do it. That's faith. Yeah. Yeah. We go from faith to faith. Now when you're praying for people, then God will start speaking to you. All of a sudden, you'll see something in your imagination, and you'll just, you'll, you'll just see a job, or you'll, you'll see a family member, and you'll say, hey, I don't know if this makes sense, but you know, it's, it's, you know, do you have like a grandma who's going through something? How did you know that? I, I just see, I just see God. That's faith. So now you go to another level of faith. So the next time you pray for somebody else, oh, you're coming in with ready to give a word from God. Right. Because you went from faith to faith to faith. But we never get to this faith if we never step out on this faith. Amen. He puts both feet on the water and he's starting to walk forward towards Jesus. He's walking on solid ground, but it looks like water. And I'm sure the disciples are on the boat watching him go like, how is he walking on water? Wow. And Peter is walking on solid ground. He's feeling good. But what Peter doesn't understand is that the reason why it feels like solid ground is because he's really walking on the word. Because when you step out on the word, God's word will always hold you up. When you step out on his word, it doesn't matter what's happening in your life. It doesn't matter what's happening in the situations that are around you. You could have lost your job. You could have lost a lot of money. A family member could have passed. You, you, you may be going through some, some very difficult, dire times. But because God said he's going to get you to the other side, you just keep going. And you're able to have your joy, and you're able to have your peace because you're not just walking on water. People think you're walking on water. They're like, how are they doing this? How are they able to have joy like they have the joy and peace like they have the peace? How are they able to have so much food in their life? How are they able to inspire so many people even going through their situation? It's because you're not walking on water. You're walking on the word. You're walking on the word. And a lot of people are afraid to step out of the boat because the question is, well, what if you don't catch me? What, what if I drown? What if something happens to me? But look at this. It says, but when Peter saw, this is verse 30, he saw the wind that was boisterous. He, he got afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Because just because you walk in faith doesn't mean you're perfect. Even when you're in faith, you're going to have moments of unbelief. Even in faith, you're going to have moments of doubt. You're not superwoman. You're not superman. You're human. And so even when you step out on faith, sometimes if you're stepping out on faith, you're like, God, did you say this? You said this, right? <laughs> I need another confirmation. <laughs> you, and you may be feeling like you're sinking. 
But in verse 31, it says, and immediately as Peter is sinking, Jesus stretches out his hand and catches him. I want to let you know in this season, do not be afraid to go after the things that God has shown you in your spirit. Don't be afraid to go after the things that he's putting in you. If there's an organization that he wants you to start, go do it. If there's a nonprofit that he wants you to create, go do it. I know you don't have this much time and you're trying to work this out, but do start, start the groundwork. Just take a step off the boat. Doesn't mean you have to, Peter didn't start running, running across the water. Yeah. He took one step. God is saying, just take one step out the boat. I know you're struggling with these insecurities. I know you didn't, you know, you have this past that you're trying to get over. But God is like, it don't, it don't matter. Walk on my word, not on your word. Right. You know, I love this part. I've shared this before. Some of us that have heard this, heard this before, heard me teach this, you know I'm about to say next. Peter, Jesus helps Peter get back up. And the interesting thing about it is Peter failed. Right? It seemed like he failed. But it says after that, that they get back on the boat. It says, he said, when, he says when, when they go back to the boat, it says when they got to the boat, the wind ceased. Because when Peter was falling, Jesus helps Peter get back up. And then together, they walk back to the boat. They walk back on water to the boat. God gave us this message. God gave us a word and he said, I, I want you to believe for a state-of-the-art facility because I want a place for my youth. I want a place to do crazy, outrageous outreaches for my young people. I want a place that can hold benefit concerts. I want a place that's going to bring in people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I want a place where I can grow families. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want a place where I have a church that looks like heaven. I have a place where I want a multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church. And so we said, okay, God, I stepped out and I said, I said, uh, all right, there they are facility. Completely paid off. But you know that we took our first step this week? Because we got something in the mail. Took our first step this week. We got something in the mail. Okay. It's an organization that found out what we were doing and they believe in the vision. And so they said to start this off, here's a check for thirty thousand dollars. Come on, stand your feet, stand your feet, come on, stand your feet, come on, come on, come on. Come on. I'm telling you like that. This is not a game. That when you step out of faith and do the things that God is going to do, He will back you up. We have never in three years received a check or even half that amount. And in a moment just like that, people don't even know us. Say, here's for the building. Here's a seat for the building. Keep believing. Because you're going to get this building. Stay in our facility. Completely paid off. And I want you to believe in your people. Because if you're connected to this church, you're a part of the ground of this church. You better believe for God to bring revival in your family, in your households, in your careers, in your businesses, in your minds, and in your spirit. You better believe this is your year. This is your year. I don't care if people are mocking that on social media. Oh, 2020, people said the same thing. No. That, we're living by faith, not by hope. We all 
already know, no matter what happens, that we live by faith, not by sight. March 7th is our three-year anniversary. And March 6th is that Sunday. We're going to do something. I want you to take this in prayer. I, we have never come to our church and done this, but God is like you to do it. We're going to take up our first ever building offering. Sunday, March 6th, our anniversary. I just want you to pray. Look, I don't care. Look, you get $5, you get $5. Cool. I just want you to pray about the amount that God puts in your heart because I want you to, to have an opportunity to sow seed in this foundation. So seed in this ground. This is good ground. We're not even trying to scam you or take your money and go to Vegas. And, like, why the pastor in Vegas? What's going on? <laughs> but this is 100% for this building. We're not doing this for money. We're doing this because of purpose. This is our purpose. This is our purpose. And we want to see revival in Los Angeles. This name, Purpose Place LA, means that we're going to go into neighborhoods we're going to go into different communities across Los Angeles. People that have been church hurt. We're going to partner with other churches because we're a church that doesn't believe we can do this by ourselves. Because it's not about us. It's about the kingdom. Can we be kingdom minded in this time? Can we be kingdom minded? If you're here today, you've never made a decision. You have never made a decision to invite Jesus into your heart. You've never done that. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. If that's you, you can bow your heads for one second, close your eyes. But but if that's you and you, you're saying, like, I've never invited Jesus into my heart, or I have, but I've walked away. I've walked away from the faith. Well, Jesus is saying, come back home, son. Come back home, daughter. And if that is you, I just want you to raise your hand with me. I'm not going to put you on blast or anything. I just want to be in agreement. That's you. You're saying, I just want to invite Jesus into my life. God is not looking for perfection. He's just looking for what he's already put on the inside of you. If that is you, I just want you to raise your hand. Amen. Let's pray this prayer of faith. This is our first step of faith, and that is inviting Jesus into our lives. Let's pray with me. Everyone say, Father, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I am not a sinner. But I am the righteousness of God. I am your beloved. I am your child. I am the apple of your eye. You're not mad at me. You're pleased with me. Not because of what I've done, but because of who I am. And I am yours. I give you my heart, God. I give you my life. I give you my future. I surrender my family. I surrender my stress and all my to-do list, all my fears, and all my worries, and I pull down your peace upon my life by faith, in Jesus' name, amen. I want you to thank God and praise him right now.